0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff
1: Tharp. What's going on? Happy Thursday, January twelfth. This is episode one hundred sixty. Dude, we're we're closing in fast on episode two hundred, which is, you know, five days a week will do that to you. Uh, it took us a lot longer to get to episode one hundred, and all of a sudden we're like, we're already like we're like closing in. Uh, so we'll have to do something fun for episode 200. That'll be great. Very excited because I thought that last, last night my wife and I both thought that today was Friday and we were like, Oh man, that's <laughs> that hurts, man. Let me tell you when you're like tomorrow is actually not Friday. Uh, so yeah, tomorrow is actually Friday. So I can actually say that now. So, which is great. Uh, also anytime you donate to ElijahFire.com. Slash donate, whether it's five bucks, whether it's twenty bucks, whether it's one hundred, you dropping a Benjamin for us. Thank you so much. Um, That money goes towards keeping this afloat at five days a week, keeping it free and accessible. Which is that's what we want. We want we love free, right? We love free. There's a lot of moving parts behind the scenes to keep this thing afloat, Uh, but then we're also taking a portion of all of those donations, every single one of them, a portion of it. And we are we've partnered with Show Mercy International and we've been digging, digging freshwater wells over in Uganda. But we even branched outward beyond that. We're in Nepal and Ethiopia now as well. I cannot wait to see what other countries that we dig in. We got to get some like updates from those countries, too. That'd be amazing. Um, But we're going to play a quick spot and then we're going to get going. I'm here at one of the water well commissions, and it is so much joy that has been a heavy downfall. But everyone is stuck in their seats excited about this miracle that is happening right here. It's today, the joy, joy, joy is so much. So I want to say thank you so much to everyone that has made this possible. The people right here. Are overjoyed and they have Uh, trusted God. So we thank you. Jesus I love that guy. Jesus. You can feel the joy. It's palpable. And we're just absolutely transforming people's lives. Their whole lives revolved around getting this water, this from tainted water sources, carrying super heavy jerry cans. So often their kids would wouldn't be able to go to school because they'd have to help fetch water. And it's something that we're so accustomed to. We turn on the tap You know, over here in the West, you turn on the tap and boom, fresh, clean water. You don't have to worry about getting waterborne illnesses. Um, And so thank you so much, you guys, for your donations. Uh, Like I said, anytime we get one of these, if you've ever donated to us, even if it was in your mind, a minuscule amount, it's not. Um, anytime you see one of these update videos that we show you guys, you can know that some of your money went to this. So you are partnering with us in that way as well. So amazing stuff planned for 2023. I cannot wait, uh, for the next update video. So speaking of transforming lives, my guest today does a whole lot of that. Uh, and she's absolutely amazing. Uh, for those of you who don't know, she's a revivalist. She's a missionary. She's an author. I believe of two books now. I could be wrong. I'll have her correct that blunder if that's not true. Uh, she's also a prophetic voice. She is the director of Saturate Global. Let's give it up for my guest today, Jesse Green. Jesse Green. Hi, Jess. Hi. Happy 2023. <laughs>
2: Yes. I can't believe it. When you're like, it's almost Friday. I was like, I can't believe that it's a new year. It just feels like everything's happening fast.
1: Yeah. I was looking at next week too. Cause my brother-in-law's birthday is next week. And I was like, next week is already like we're, we're closing in on like the tail end of the month by the end of next week. I'm like, what? So yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's
2: crazy. <laughs>
1: okay. So you got an awesome word the three P's of 2023. So we are gonna just jump right in and I'm gonna let you do your Jesse Green thing.
2: Awesome. Yeah, and I am an author of two books. Um actually my newest book, Saturate. Um actually, Jeff, you wrote a really nice endorsement in here. So um I'm so excited. I actually just finished writing a little note for you and I'm going to send you one this week. Oh, thank you. um, This officially comes out next week. So no one really has the book yet, but um, I'm excited. It's very
1: convicting. (laughs) I was reading it. I was like, very convicting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Always a little convicting because I just think that, you know, we really are in a weird time in history. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot before, Jeff. And I think that Um, The word that I'm going to share today and uh, what really I think the Lord's doing in 2023 is, again, just a wild, radical invitation from the Lord for us to not just end up in this spiral of cultural chaos. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we'll get right into that word because, you know, it's funny. I, I got the word in November, which is like really early for like the new year's eve prophetic uh-huh. words
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: um but i felt like the lord was like i was like oh cool this is a word mm-hmm. for next year um i'll share it in the new year and the lord was like no post it right now because people need to start preparing now um and so the word the three p's um who who else loves alliteration i know i, I do. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but the words are persevere pivot and prioritize um, so you could just like take out a journal or your hand and just write down, persevere, pivot and prioritize.
1: Yeah. And we also have slides as well. Perfect.
2: So, so let's go yeah. to the first one. We can just jump right in. Let's go to that persevere, okay. um, word. And so I just really felt like the Lord said, I was like, okay, I heard the three P's and then I actually was working out in our garage when this prophetic word just dropped down on me. And the first word persevere, I heard the Lord say, now, which means not later, but right now, Now like today, (laughs) um, now is the time to A, be faithful to the words spoken over your life. So let's just start right there. Um, Some of you guys that are listening to this, you don't even remember some of the words spoken over your life. And so I'm going to encourage you before you jump into like the new prophetic words Actually go back, find some old journals. And I actually believe that there are people that are listening right now where you're going to open a journal and see a prophetic word. Maybe you have a voice memo. I know I am such like, I always see this and I I had to repent. I like get those voice memo prophetic words from people. And then I never listen to them again. And I think it's really important for us to go back and return to some of those words that have been spoken over us. Absolutely. And um, something actually we just did um, to obey this word was we just got a binder.
1: Awesome. And
2: on this binder, we actually started to organize every prophetic word um, by date and by topic. And I want to encourage you right now to actually go back Find those words. And what's really cool is if you're listening, I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to just start to highlight and burn on you certain words. And now is the time to be faithful. So, the way that you're faithful to a prophetic word is by risking and obeying mm. the word that was spoken. Yeah. yeah. And so, I think that there are a lot of people where you know, there's maybe a word over your life or a vision. Um, I know we were given a word about property and sometimes it feels like impossible or the wrong season or the wrong timing. And I just want to encourage you that the Holy spirit will actually breathe on those words Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you're going to feel like almost something burning inside of you. Like, okay, this actually, wow. Now is the time for that to come to pass.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Something else that I've learned, um, you know, cause I get, I've gotten several prophetic words myself last year um, and you know, you get the audio one. I don't know if you do the same thing, but I'll sit there and I'll scribe them out. Like if, if I have an audio one and I'll actually write them out. Um, and, and I, cause I've been doing the same thing. I'm not as organized in that doing it by topic, but by date, yes. And, um, uh, it's interesting as you do that, you go through that process certain things will pop out to you that really that you'll see these kind of almost this rhyming nature to those prophetic words um and absolutely it's, it's a key but it's so important too um just really quick uh i i was thinking of first 1 timothy 118 which he says timothy my son i'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. And so, some translations say, wage a good warfare. And that's why it's so important to remember those. Because Satan will come in, Jesse, he will come in and he will try to get you to not persevere. He will try to get you to not, you know, and, and that's why it's so important to uh and I actually got rebuked. It was a soft rebuke from the Lord last year because he was, Satan was doing that. And God was like, why aren't you listening to the words that I spoke to you? He's like, I sent wow. you all these great voices that you trust and respect, you know, like to encourage you, why aren't you listening to them? And I was like, oh my goodness, Lord, I'm so sorry. And that's what prompted me to start writing them down. So.
2: Well, and Jeff, I think you hit the nail on the head because I I think so often we don't realize how distracted we are, how often the enemy is trying to discourage us. And so that's why the word persevere means like, despite everything to actually hold firm to those words. And it's funny that you mentioned first Timothy, because um, I actually have in my Bible right here, open second Timothy. And I actually really believe that um, for the saints, for believers that, um, in this year, first Timothy and second Timothy, Mm. I actually really believe, um, are almost like the prophetic books in scripture of this year. That's great. And so I love that you even brought up first Timothy because the Lord keeps telling me to encourage people to study and meditate on first and second Timothy and the Holy Spirit's going to give so many blueprints.
1: Sweet. Um,
2: so in there. So when you said that, I was like, yes, yes. And I love the Holy Spirit. Yeah.
1: I had no no idea you were going to say that. So that's great.
2: It's so good. And, um, yeah. And then part of that perseverance is actually standing firm and stirring up faith. You know, Hebrews 11 and 12 are kind of like those foundational, um, chapters in scripture about stirring up faith and the cloud of witnesses and those that ran the good race and, You know, you have the whole legacy of faith in Hebrews, but I think that, you know, we know that the Lord is shaking up everything that can be shaken in this season. Um, But I just want to encourage you that there are words that have been spoken over your life. And um, I just want to encourage you right now to actually bring those back before the Lord Mm. and ask the Lord, like, is this true? Is this a real word for me? And if it is, then Um, what do I need to do to actually really like stir up my own faith to believe that that word's going to come to pass?
1: Yeah. And so
2: that's part of that perseverance.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Emily was just saying that God has been speaking to her about first Timothy as well. Uh, Emily's in the background running this. And so, I mean, there you go again, more confirmation.
2: I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's the fun part. I always tell people that's the fun part about following Jesus with other people because Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit just continually will confirm things in in the body.
1: Yeah.
2: So, so the second P is pivot, Pivot. which almost feels like the opposite, a little bit of persevere, but um, I just want to encourage people right now. I, I feel like there's been, a lot of people in the last year and you can just let us know in the comments if this is you because we would love to pray for you. But I feel like there's a lot of people that maybe lost like friendships or relationships mm-hmm. um in 2022, maybe 2021. It felt like the Lord was almost like realigning um their relationships. I almost feel like even people were transitioning even maybe church bodies or ministries they were running with and I just want to encourage you that that actually is the Lord um, Mm -hmm. that the Lord is actually trying to align you with um, the people you're supposed to run with in this season. And so uh, I just want to encourage you like grieve it. I know I've had to grieve relationships that I thought like we were going to run together forever, but um, Mm -hmm. I just feel like God really quickly is realigning people with um, the people they're supposed to run with in this new season. Okay, that's
1: really great, yeah.
2: And I saw Illumination saw it, wrote in the chat, she lost a relationship in 2021. And um, I just think that if we continually trust that we're yielded to God, we're trying to follow and obey Jesus with everything, um, that He will, he will just bring us with the right people yeah. and remove people that maybe are not I don't know. I hate to say this, but sometimes people just don't have the good in, like, intentions or they have weird agendas. And sometimes we don't know those things and the Lord does. And we feel like we're losing this great relationship. And actually the person like didn't want what was great for you.
1: Yeah. Well, and even it can be like other believers. And I know for, for both my wife, Lauren and myself over the last, I would say over the last two years, there've been a lot of relationships that we had that same thing where we thought, you know, we were going to like, you know, maybe do ministry together or, or just, you know, uh, run together. And it ended up just, we went completely different. It's like either they were stagnant or they were okay with just staying comfortable. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, and we were, Lauren and I were like, I oh, no, Like, I just really feel like God, like out there out way out there is where we're supposed to go. And, And, but God is faithful in that he will bring people alongside you. And a lot of it is just like looking over and being like, Hey, you're running the same direction as me. How about that? So.
2: I love that you said that too, Jeff, because I think a lot of times, um, people don't realize like you can actually pray and ask Jesus to bring people into your life that are on fire, that are burning and running towards the same things. I know, When we moved from California to New York, uh, North Carolina, I like we had no friends here and we left all our friends in California. And um, I think that sometimes we think that God doesn't care about things like that, but he really, really Mm -hmm. does. And so if you feel even like lonely or you feel like um, out of sorts, you know, it's really good in this season to ask Jesus, like. Hey God, I actually, I don't want to do life alone. Can you like bring godly friendships into my life where I have people to run with? And I know even in the last few months of just praying that um, there have literally been new people that have moved to our area and they're like the most awesome, like dream friends that mm-hmm. I like couldn't even imagine for myself. Yeah, And I'm like, God, you're so cool. Like, these people didn't even live here and now they live here and uh, they're on fire for God. They're burning for revival. I don't have to like water down my faith around them. And it just for you to
1: scare them away. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All that stuff. And so, um, and then part of the pivot too, is I just want to encourage people This is the season. Okay, here's a little bit of a convicting, challenging word for you guys. (laughs) We knew it was coming, right? Okay, this is the season where you absolutely, like if there's one promise you make for yourself to the Lord, this is the year that you need to radically and quickly Mm -hmm. obey. I, I just can't emphasize this enough, Jeff, that I really do believe that the Holy Spirit is hovering over the nations and he is searching to see whose hearts are just like on the front foot that are just waiting upon the Lord. Um I keep thinking about the the Jeremiah 29:13 verse. Actually, I've been waking up in the middle of the night to this verse just like like it's on repeat where the Lord just keeps saying to me, "You will seek me and find me." when you seek me with all your heart. And I believe that means like just being on that front foot, like searching out the Lord, waiting to be used by him. And then when he gives you a little tiny nudge and it might be to send a gift to someone or pray for someone on the street or go live on your social media or whatever it is the Holy Spirit says, or to fast social media or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. that you just quickly, like you don't question it. You just respond. And I believe that God's actually testing us to see how quickly we are to be yielded to him. And I just think that there's an acceleration, there's favor, there's open doors. I even think there's financial provision for those that will just Right off the bat, not question the Lord and just will quickly and radically obey him.
1: Mm, That's huge.
2: Thanks
0: for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash
1: give. That's huge because I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, no, I need to see all the the variables. I need to know that if I do this, that it's going to lead to this, this, and this. And that's really stunted a lot of people. And I, I mean, I've done it. I think everybody's done that to some degree. Absolutely. But I will say the times when I've just been like, forget it, let's just do it. Let's just go. God, um, he is very faithful. He is more faithful than, than it. He's constantly surprising me at how faithful he is actually. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it's funny too, because I always tell the girls that I disciple this, that, Like there has to be some level of trust that God knows our heart and our intentions. And if you hear God tell you to do something and you obey him and you miss it, well, God knows that you're trying to obey him Mm -hmm. and he's still going to work it out for your good.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. So
2: so I think sometimes we think it's like we're walking this tightrope of faith. And it's a little bit more like the Grand Canyon, like you're just jumping into the will of God. And as you do it and as you're like, okay, I'm trying to follow Jesus. He's like, oh, you got a little off here, but he'll he'll bring you where you need to go. But I think if you're just kind of sitting around waiting that you're just you're not going to see any movement. You're not going to see the yeah. things come to pass, and so
1: yeah. Well, and to that also, Jesse, um, I I do feel like sometimes anytime you're going to be met with some measure of scrutiny, even by believers, when you are totally. the one that actually decides to step out and do something. And if you don't do it a hundred percent in their mind, you even in your mind you go, oh, I did it, and that's the most important part. I did it. I know I was slow to do it, but I did it um, there are going to be some people that go, well, that what you said was inaccurate or it wasn't, I don't believe what you said. So ergo, you're a false prophet or I I did this and you're (laughs) whatever, you know? And, um, I think that I always, I always translate us stepping out for the Lord or us, our, our heart's desire is to want to obey our heart's desire is to, to want to, to listen and, and to be used by him. And it's like, how can you how can you read this and then not have some measure of like burning inside of your heart to be like oh man greater things than these will you do lord and my <laughs> life does not look like greater things than these will you do but i know that you're capable of it but um i always translate it into like when a baby is learning to walk right y- you uh, they step and you're like you need to be able to run and, and the baby can't even it, can't, it can barely crawl and you try to get to stand up and it plops over and you're not like you stupid baby like you, <laughs> right. it, it's ruined i you were supposed to be able to run i i my work here is i i've done all i can and then walk away no like you know given time the baby will learn to it'll get it'll grow it'll get strong enough to be able to stand on its own two feet It'll take its first step. It'll learn to walk. Then it'll w- learn to run. You know, it, it's a process. But for some reason, when it comes to the things of God and hearing him, we don't we don't do that. Like we, we right. look at people, we judge them. And then we yeah, I just um, and that's not good. Not healthy. No,
2: I think that's I think you're spot on, Jeff, because I think so many people don't realize they like I hear people all the time. They're like, I'm called to be like a prophet to the nations. And I'm like, OK, that's great. So that's not where you probably start though. Right. And yeah. I think that people don't realize even for some of those perseverance like prophetic words that believe people are believing to come to pass, I think people don't realize you just have to start somewhere. And exactly what you're saying, Jeff. I think that's exactly right. It's like it's those baby steps and it's the simple obedience, it's the tiny nudgings of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's showing God, like, listen, I trust you, I love you, you're you're a priority to me. And um, even on that that third point for the pivot word where it says just to shift from things that don't lead to life
1: mm. and
2: follow his leading, you know, I think sometimes the most radical thing that we can do as a believer is just stop doing things that are ruining us. Mm and i think that for some of us even just asking the holy spirit like you know like king david like search me god um is there anything inside of me anything in my heart that offends you like we see in the psalms and i know even just like okay right now i'm on a social media fast and i was on a social media fast for two weeks in december and I just felt the nudging of the Holy Spirit say, like, it's another 30 days, awesome. which is inconvenient because I have a book coming out next yeah. <laughs> week. And I have a whole contract to promote my book with my publisher. But more important than promoting a book, more important than my contract with my publisher, is just responding to that prompting of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I just want to encourage you, maybe it's a simple thing. Maybe it's telling you to wake up a little earlier and read the Bible or stop watching a certain show or I don't know, like maybe invite a certain friend to coffee. I don't know what it is, but honestly, for so many of us, it's actually really simple, basic things that we don't think is like crazy prophetic, but those are the things that the Lord's doing to draw you to him.
1: Yeah. Well, and something else I was thinking about to add to that, uh, when I was reading that shifting for things that don't lead to life, sometimes guys, sometimes that is stuff that in your mind is good stuff so you, good. And, and that's a big one because I've actually burnt myself out doing stuff for the Lord and, and God, I'm, and God's like, chill out, bro. Like he probably so didn't say, bro, I said, bro, but you know, it's just like, I think sometimes we get so in our mind, we work out like, okay, God's calling me to do this. Okay. And then we fill it with all this stuff that God didn't ask us to do. And, and it's, it's, I'm not saying this to bring guilt onto anybody who's doing stuff and having a hard time doing it. Sometimes you are going to have a hard time doing stuff. A lot of the time you are, Um, but all you have to do is take it before the Lord and say, God, is this something that I've put on or is this something that I'm supposed to carry right now? And that's, that's and just be obedient to whatever you're discerning Um, and God's going to take care of the rest. But I think sometimes we just get so bogged down by stuff that is good. Like if you look at you, yeah, that's really good. That's a really good thing. But, but so, there's just this shift that, or God asks you to do something, Jesse. And you make the assumption that that's a forever thing, but it was wow, a seasonal that's thing. That's exactly it. So,
2: Yeah, actually, Jeff, I feel like you should go on that a little bit more because I, I have been talking to a lot of people and they don't understand the transition of seasons and times. Mm. And uh, I I really do feel like there's, Like I just felt the presence of God so much Mm. when you just said that, because people get stuck in a word that was maybe for two years ago. Yeah. And you did that already that season that you did it, you obeyed it. But that season now is finished. And now maybe God's trying to have you do something else. And you're like, "But God said this in 2015. And you're like. You did it. Good job. Now something else.
1: <laughs> well, because then you—it's like you take all these different things and you go, "Yeah, okay, God asked me to do this," and then a new thing comes, and you're like, "And then I also have to do this," and then a new thing comes, and you're like, "And then I also have to do this," and then before you know it, you're carrying so much, and it's all within so your own good. ability. And man, I like guys. Like I've talked about this a lot, but you know, there's new people in 2019. I had like a massive and I'm not an, like an anxious person. I'm not like, but I had this bout with, I had a massive anxiety attack that I, I thought I was having a heart attack. And I went to the emergency room because I was like, wow. dude, and I like called my wife from trying to stay calm. I'm like, Hey honey, I'm going to the ER right now. Cause I think I'm having a, I'm, uh, I think I'm having a heart attack. And like, and I mean, I could tell that the people at the hospital, they they knew because I was like walked up to them like, I think I'm having a heart attack, and they're like, I could tell that they just didn't even <laughs> they could tell I wasn't having one, you know. But um, and it really, it was this long process of really going like, okay, God, I have a lot, I'm carrying a lot of stuff that I wasn't meant to carry anymore. And it was, some of it was good stuff, but it was just, you know, it was, and I think that's why it's so important. now my, my approach with everything is just to keep, it's so important to keep an open hand with the Lord and not make assumptions. Like don't assume if God tells you something, he's going to tell you exactly what that is. And sometimes it will be a whisper and you press into that whisper and then he'll reveal more, but Everything that God asked me to do, I constantly keep an open hand so that when I go through difficulty with that thing that he asked me to do, my hand's open. So if God wants to remove me from that situation or he wants me to persevere, I will know. It, you, it, he makes it abundantly clear. And that's why it's so important to just walk in the spirit, to have discernment, to constantly be in dialogue with the Lord and not be like, God tells you something, okay, bye. And then you run away. And then it's like you fill it with, we have a tendency because we want to know, Jesse, we want to understand. Um, and God knows that about us, but right. we'll constantly just, he's like, you are an open vessel. I'm like, okay, yes, I am an open and I am an empty <laughs> vessel that I'm not going to fill with a bunch of stuff, you know, and we have a tendency to do that when, um, but if we fill that vessel, us being like, Lord, I'm an empty vessel. And then we fill it with stuff. God can't, there's, there's nothing. We, there's no room for God to put the stuff that was meant to be in that, you know? So, yeah,
2: actually, I love that you're saying that because, um, last week I was in Charlotte and I just preached a message, um, just last Sunday called don't take the bait.
0: Mm, And
2: it was exactly on that about basically how we'll like purify ourselves for the Lord, separate ourselves, consecrate ourselves, and then we fill ourselves with all of these things that are good Christian things. Mm-hmm. And yet it's still a bait because it's maybe not what the Lord is doing. And, um, you know, I, it, it's funny because second Timothy, it talks about being a vessel a, or a utensil of either like common use or special use. And, uh, I've just been meditating on that. Actually, I'll just read it quick because yeah. I wasn't going to go there, but, um, I uh, have been thinking about this a lot. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, Okay. So he says this, it's in second Timothy chapter two, verse 20. And he says this, this is Paul writing to Timothy, one of his disciples. He says in a large house, there are articles, not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Mm. And then he says, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And he goes on about like the end times and people be lovers of themselves and have nothing to do with such people and having a form of godliness, but denying its power and goes on and on. But I, I think it's so interesting because he says, you know, I've I've always read this and been like, you know, it feels like some people get anointed for like special purposes and the rest of us are just, common yeah the lord yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and when i read this i felt like the lord was saying like actually we all have a choice Mm -hmm. and when you see it here it's almost like this is one of those moments where um the lord actually gives us an invitation if we want to decide to be for special use or for common use Mm -hmm. and i think that one of the things we can do is to prepare ourselves and to consecrate our lives before the Lord, but then not only that, but to not then fill ourselves with all of the, the worldly things. And, you know, there really is, especially, I think more now than ever with, um, just the constant distractions and everything in the world. Um, you know, it's so hard to not do things the world's way oh and yeah they just throw a jesus sticker on it <laughs> yeah
1: yeah well and uh you know on that whole thing about don't take the bait i mean something that god has been very very uh pointed with me about uh for this new year is just being because i worked on a project at the tail end of the year uh, just a personal project for a client and um I realized that I was just like, man, like I, I even found myself in this place of just mismanaging stress again, where it was like, you know, you're just, uh, you kind of just become, uh, like, Oh, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to veg out and just scroll on social media or I'm going to watch YouTube or I'm going to whatever. And realizing like, that's actually not really good for me. Um, because you constantly, I mean, it's like comparison comes in and we all know, like, hello, everybody who is on social media (laughs) knows what that is like, you know? Right. Um, And, and it's amazing. Even like when you're doing stuff for the Lord, look, I give 110% to this show. Like I'm doing stuff after hours, I'm doing stuff, you know? um, But even then Satan can come in and he can be like, Jeff, you're not doing enough. You're not, you're not like so-and-so. And I'm like, But on the outside, I can look and be like, "Well, no, duh, I'm not like so and so." It's like they've got a different (laughs) calling, you know, and and so it's like the that's why it's so important to like. I just God has been wanting me to be a lot more mindful about where I put my time. No, don't go on social media right now, and like really just like I want to I want to spend time with you. And sometimes it's not even busting out my Bible, you know. I've been released, you know, word on here about creativity, and like God is really given my wife and myself some really cool ventures to go down this year. And, um, you know, so I don't, uh, it's just really important for us in this time to be vigilant, to do what God has asked us to do. And then also to be mindful of what we're doing to check out. Are you che- like and also being wary of checking out, you know, um, guys well, have I- this thing where we can legit think about nothing. Uh, oh my
2: gosh my like, husband Parker talks literally about that just all like, the time it's
1: like right, I'm right now Jesse I'm not thinking about anything like I, we literally can just shut it off you know um, we
2: literally talk about that all the time because I'll be like what are you thinking Matt?" he's like nothing and I'm yeah. like wait what do you mean like just black empty space <laughs> like because yeah. girls can't do that
1: <laughs> yeah it's a nothing zone and it's amazing and I love yeah. it yeah you know but even then it's important to not sometimes I'll do that in the, like I've done that in the middle of conversations with my wife doesn't go well. Uh, (laughs) Jesse, that doesn't go very well when you do that. Uh, you know, so, um, just trying to be more present, trying to be very deliberate about what I'm doing, um, and why I'm doing it and being asking myself the why behind certain things that I'm doing and being like, should I be doing something else right now? Um,
2: that's so yeah. good. Actually, Jeff, that connects really perfectly to the last piece.
1: did that on purpose. No, I didn't. I told you, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, the last one is prioritize. And this is like the least sexy prophetic word of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> this is the word that no one wants. Yeah. But um, it, I, honestly, I, I can't shake how much the Lord Like every single day, like just exactly what you're saying, Jeff, has been talking to me about really basic, non spiritual things, like just being intentional about my time. And um, even like, I know for me, starting off this new year, I had to calendarize just more time to pray. Mm, And uh, I even calendarized like Thursday morning for an hour. I'm just gonna worship in my bedroom, and although like I wish that it just was something that was like so organic. And every morning, I just spend all this time worshiping in my bedroom. Like I have three kids, I run a ministry. Like, you just get distracted doing good things. Yeah, and I actually had to say, you know what? Thursday mornings, I'm just gonna worship the Lord, and mm. it's like I set it in my calendar, like. I would set a meeting with a friend, and it's untouchable. And I think we so often, and I'm, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but when I talk to others, I think that this is a common thing, is we calendarize time with God. We calendarize studying the Bible. And then it's like if anything comes up, that's the thing that can like oh, be dude, shifted.
1: Yeah. yeah, guilty as charged. Yeah. Oh,
2: totally. So, yeah. I mean, I think we all do it, right? Yeah. But yet, like, if you're going to go meet your friend for lunch, like, nothing can touch that. Right. And, uh, or if your boss, like, says Tuesday at 9 a.m., you need to be in my office, like, you're going to be there. Yeah. And yet the time with, like, the king of the universe who creates stars for a living is like, hey, meet with me at 6 a.m. And we're like, Snooze. Yeah. Snooze. Yeah, but my
1: bed's really cozy. Guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And here's the thing. There's no condemnation in this. This mm-hmm. isn't like, now let me put on like a bunch of legalism. But I think we just need to sometimes treat Jesus like he's real
1: yeah
0: help elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world all donations go toward making elijah fire and the elijah fire podcast possible visit com slash give and become a partner today
2: and just i i know people are like well i want i don't want to i don't want to like make this legalistic and but i'm like listen you calendarize coffee with your friends and you can't like i know for me i calendarize date night with my husband on thursdays it doesn't mean that our relationship isn't organic or you know it's just I, I he's a priority to me yeah and my calendar sure reflects my priorities and even like i i share on here generosity and um just creating a budget and little things where I really Jeff I can't shake this thing where I believe that the Lord is really trying to shift financial um honestly financial favor especially mm-hmm. for millennials and gen z I think that he's wanting to release resources and I believe that our generation specifically millennials and gen z this really is a word for you that um, the days of ignorance when it comes to investing, when it comes to having a budget, when it comes to um, savings and Roth IRAs and 401ks and all those things, we can't just be like, well, I don't know about that. So
1: it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't
2: matter. I just think I keep hearing the Lord say, like, there was a time where maybe you didn't know how to ride a bike and you had to learn how to ride a bike. And you can just be like, well, I don't know. So that's that. Like, we have to learn everything we mm-hmm. do. And so I think that for many of us, this is the year we have to actually learn how to make a budget, how to save, how to yeah. invest, what the heck the stock market is. Yeah. Get a book, like, read about these things yeah. and actually learn how to steward resources.
1: Yeah, and sometimes I and I know a lot of people are like this where you wait for the value of something uh, to 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 see the value in something before you start doing it. Totally. And often, more often than not, I think in my life, it's been sometimes you need to learn about things in order to see the value in them. And um you know, it's uh it's kind of like honestly, uh this may seem kind of weird but it's honestly a lot like being joyful and and choosing to be it's a choice like it like rather than waiting bad, so God. many people are waiting for joy to find them and and you have to choose no you know what like joy is a fruit of the spirit lord like so That's any so of this bad. other stuff i'm feeling is obviously not of you and i am I I can have joy in the Lord and so I'm choosing to be joyful in this circumstance or I'm choosing to be positive in this thing and and see what you are actually doing like you have to choose to do that right so the same thing could be said about anything else so you know budgeting which sounds crazy boring or other things but it's like those things yield themselves to greater resources or some of you may go I have a lot more money than I thought I did. I just needed to stop buying (laughs) coffee every day. I don't know.
2: Well, it's, it's little things like that. And I think we don't realize like, and I like, this is me. Like I'm in the same boat as everyone else here, but I think that we, we want to see a revival. We want to see the world change. We want to change the world, but yet we're living paycheck to paycheck yeah. We uh, are we're not even intentional with where we're investing our resources. And I, I think that God is wanting to break off the poverty mentality off our generation off Gen Z, where we think it's holy to be poor. We think it's holy to have nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the Lord is wanting us to shift into a mindset where um, we recognize that we actually are called to be stewards. Yeah. Um, of resources. You know, the Bible talks a ton about generosity, but you actually need to have something to give something away.
1: Yeah. It's huge.
2: And, and so it's, it's not, this isn't like the fun parts of the Christian walk, but I do believe that, you know, so many of us, we want to see miracles. We want to see a revival. We want to see the sick healed. We want to see demons cast out, but we, we are, our calendars, our lives, our finances are a hot mess. And the Lord's like, okay, if you can bring me into those areas of your life and bring your life into just a little bit of order, then, you know, people don't realize like revival is crazy and you're not going to have time to get your calendar in order when, uh, thousands and thousands of people are getting delivered and healed, you're going to have to have predetermined decisions um, already in place so that you can just pivot and adjust course and do what the Lord's saying. And you have the finances you need and you're, you're able to do the things that he's called you to do because in faith, you've already prepared.
1: Yeah. And I've shared this before, but uh, it's worth bringing up again, that um, something that my wife and I God had us do um several years ago now. It was like almost I think it's like like nine years ago or something like that. Um, we were like crazy, we were like crazy poor. And uh, some missionary friends of ours reached out to us and they were like, hey, you know, just to send a support letter. And it was like for like 20 bucks. And and God was like, I want you to give them 50 a month. And at the time, $50 felt like 500. And, yeah. <laughs> and so we did. And we tell them and they're like, whoa, thank you so much. And, um, I'm sure $50 felt like 500 to them too, you know? And, uh, and then right after we committed to that monthly, we got this massive medical bill and, and the temptation was there to so go, okay, uh, batten down the hatches. Okay. We need to pull out of, uh, supporting them. But I've, I noticed that I saw that temptation. I said, God never told me. God, God told me to give to them. He didn't say give to them and then give any other stipulation other than give to them and commit to giving to them. So I think that sometimes with the sowing generously uh, and the things that you are believing for or even things you're believing in, uh, you know, other missionaries, whatever um, uh, ministries that you, you know, that you've been really blessed by, you may give. You may start to sow into that and then you might get attacked by something or or something might come up and the temptation will be, life will happen and the temptation will be, okay, I need to pull out of this thing that God asked me to do. He never asked me to stop doing. And for me, it was an instantaneous. It was like the next week the temptation was there. So I think that it's important to, but I will tell you that God is, I mean, God really blessed our perseverance through that to commit to the to being obedient to the thing that he asked us to to sow into financially um you do reap rewards from that and we don't totally. do it for the rewards but there are rewards for doing that which is amazing and new opportunities and greater resources and and all that stuff so it's not I always going to be this saying, yeah go for I it i love
2: that you say that though jeff because i think people don't realize they're like you, you everyone wants the end result mm-hmm. of that right but there is a process you see it throughout scripture yeah. just open up the. it's this is new testament stuff
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, i think people don't realize like god actually does want to have you fulfill the things that he's planned for you to do and it, he will take you through a process to prepare you to be the kind of person that can do those things yeah And uh, I think that's exactly it is we don't realize like the enemy so easily. It's like, as soon as you, like we planned to every single month, like give a certain amount of our income, no matter what. And you're right. It's, it's it's like clockwork every single time. You're like, I'm going to be generous. Like weird, like your car has problems, like weird expenses. Right. But I think that's part of that perseverance word as well. Where it's like it's predecided, it's predetermined. You're like I'm gonna do this. This is what the Lord told me to do, and I'm gonna be faithful to it. And it's actually the Lord even leveling up your faith, because when the enemy does try to divert you, when you stand firm in that, and you're like, you know what? I've already decided. This is how we're gonna sow. Or this is what I'm going to commit myself to. I'm going to do Elijah fire. I'm going to do this many episodes a week, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as you decide that the enemy is like, here's a million distractions, and none of your tech works and all that stuff, but you're like, I don't care. I know what the Lord told me to do. I know what he called me to. You know, Second Timothy 1, Paul says, He goes, you know. I know that the Lord is able to fulfill what I committed to him. Mm -hmm. And I think we don't realize like God, if you commit something to God, he is able to fulfill the thing that you committed to him. That's good. And so it takes off a ton of the pressure where you're just like, you know, all I need to do is just stand firm in it. And no matter what the enemy throws my way, I just need to stir up my faith. I need to make it a priority. I need to readjust my life and yeah. persevere through. And I think that so many people are going to see massive acceleration in this season if they can hold on to those things.
1: Yeah. And then also I think too, um, sometimes it's not even Satan. It's, it's like, you know, when you decide I'm not gonna have sugar anymore <laughs> and then suddenly you decide to do that. You're like, Oh, those peanut butter cups look real <laughs> tasty. And you know what? So no, true. I deserve this. I deserve this. You know? And it's sometimes it's just, I, I go back to that scripture that Paul says, I'll beat my body and make it my slave. And sometimes it's that too, even with like committing to something, sometimes it is Satan. Sometimes it is, you know, that temptation 100%, but then other times it's our flesh that just needs, we just need to like burn off some of the excess, you know, and just staying committed and just being like, Oh, like you commit to working out, you know, I'm going to get up at 5am and I'm going to work out every day. Doesn't Parker get up like super early and work out? Four or, or, a.m. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I I saw I woke up. I couldn't sleep one day. It was like at like two in the morning, and I opened up Instagram and he was there and he was like, "Hey, got up, working out, <laughs> spent time with God." And I was just like, "Dude, like legit. imagine
2: living with that."
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's there. And you're like, well, I guess I probably should too. You know? Oh, so, Parker's yeah. like
2: cutthroat with that stuff because I. Like, before Parker, I was not a very disciplined person at all. But he just says, he's like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I, I don't really feel like waking up in the morning. And he's like, no one feels like waking up early in the morning. Yeah. You just have to do it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, yeah. But I think that's exactly <laughs> it. It's like, no one feels like fasting. No yeah. one feels like sacrificing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus probably didn't feel like going to the cross.
1: Yeah, but most definitely didn't drops <laughs> blood I can and stuff. Yeah,
2: did not feel like <laughs> he's 100%. like, take
1: this cup for me if it's your will, but you know. So. And we're
2: like, oh God, you want me to sew ten dollars? Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> How dare yeah.
2: you ask this of me? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I want you to cancel this streaming service, and I want you to do this. You're like, no, but I need my shows. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let
2: me pray for everyone. I just, you know, I I, I always think that when the Lord releases words like this to us, that they are invitations. And I I just want to encourage you, if you're like, oh, some of this is hard, just believe that the Lord is actually trying to give you the life that you're telling him that you want. Come on. And I just believe that, you know, like a good father who disciplines his children Um, all of this is actually for our good. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to pray for you right now that you would actually just have the ability to receive from the Holy spirit and that you would actually feel inside you right now, the empowerment, the grace, that dunamis power would actually come over you so that you can prioritize his presence, that you can get your life in order that you could pivot, that you could just shake off every relationship that is not supposed to be in your life and that you can actually realign into the things that God has for you. And right now, I just pray that there would be this this spirit of perseverance that would come over you. I believe that you know, as you read first and second Timothy, that you would feel and hear the Holy Spirit just drawing you in deeper. And like Hebrew says, you know, that you would be able to stand. And I just right now just pray that you would be able to stand firm in your faith in the days ahead. And that no matter what happens in politics What happens in the economy, what happens in government, what happens with your best friend, your mom, your boyfriend, your husband, that despite everything that you will know the voice of the Lord, you will be able to believe in his promises over your life. And I just believe that there is massive, massive shifting, acceleration and favor Um, for those that can just really just believe in the word of the Lord in this Mm -hmm. season so I'm praying for you and uh, I'm just so excited to see what the Lord will do as we just continually all of us keep realigning um, our lives to what he's doing
1: Mm -hmm. yeah come on and even too you know when it I've heard some people talking about wealth transfer and all this stuff and I'm like that like To assume that it's just God gonna be like, okay, Jesse, here's here's ten, a hundred million dollars. There you go. Like (laughs) there is (laughs) yeah, like don't we wanna be proven trustworthy for greater things with God? Like, like if like whatever's in your life that you could be a good steward over, be a good steward over it. Because we want to we want to to push forward heaven's agenda on this earth. And so as a result, like I if I want to direct a movie, someone's not going to come up to me and be like, Jeff, here's a $300 million movie when I've never done anything. Right. right. Like, or or at least I'm not a good delegator and I'm not a good leader when it comes to delegating things right. and, or like you want to be, you know, in a different position at work, but like you're too busy goofing off all the time. Like, like we gotta, like, we want to be good stewards with the things that God has given us now. Because that's okay. gonna open the doors for what God wants to do in twenty twenty three there's a lot of amazing prophetic words stuff that's really pumping people up and we want I want to partner with heaven I don't want to be a hindrance to stuff that God wants to do in my life like that's right. the worst been there I've been there yeah like it's, I think you know, yeah
2: it's literally the worst it's yeah. that's hell on earth yeah is is thinking that you're gonna orchestrate all these things and you come to the end of the line and you realize like it's just not working and i think that we can do that even with our faith and so i just i i just can't shake enough and as you're saying it too i just feel like this really is the kindness of god as well because let's say you don't do all these things that i've said on this on this interview and you know god gives you 12 million dollars well how often do we see the blessings destroy people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so I know for me, my prayer this year was, I just kept saying to God, like, God, I just do whatever work you have to do inside of me so that I can be the kind of person that you can bless and it wouldn't destroy me. Mm-hmm. Come and on. I think that that's the invitation he's giving us so that we can stay tender and Um, intimate with the Lord, even with the blessings and favor and wealth transfers and all the words that are going out that you can be a person that still um, their heart is cut before the Lord.
1: Mm, Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I'll have you pray for people and then we'll close this bad boy out. All right. So
2: yes, I just bless you in Jesus name. I pray that um, everything that is not supposed to be in your schedule would just be Mm -hmm. like highlighted and shown to you. And you would actually have the courage to not do those things anymore. Mm -hmm. And I pray that you would be able to hear God's voice with clarity, all distraction. We just bind off of you right now in the name of Jesus. And just pray right now that you would feel his love, that you would be full of vision and revelation. I just feel like there's a spirit of vision and revelation that is coming upon you, that you are not distracted and you are not confused, but you're able to run with perseverance in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. Okay, Jesse plug your new book because you're (laughs) off social media for 30 days. Yes.
2: Yes. Um, yes. So I have a new book. It's called saturate. Um, it says leaving behind status quo religion for a faith that really works which is my huge passion because I just hate seeing Christians living powerlessly Mm -hmm. and you should not have a faith that doesn't actually transform your life and transform the lives of others. You can buy my book signed um, on jessegreen.com or thegreens.co, which is right there. Um, Or you go over to Amazon. Um, But it's a vision that I had. We've talked about this a ton on Elijah fire of the Mm -hmm. seven waves of revival that are coming and are already here. And I took a ton of time to actually break down what each wave means for you, what it means for our nation and how to actually engage in what the Lord's
1: doing. So, yeah. And we're coming up on the third wave right now or yes, in it. That prophetic whatever.
2: showdown. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in all, guys, it's a great blueprint uh, for everything we talked about, everything that, you know, a lot of these prophecies that have been released, that book saturate is a great blueprint for like okay how do i do this and and jesse lays it out and does it with humility you know you're not perfect at it you're you're still developing and growing too and Absolutely. and i think that it's really felt in the book as well so everybody go pre-order it or buy it or whatever pre-order
2: People. it now and you can yeah. get it next week
1: <laughs> next week there you go jesse and then obviously you're on instagram yep all that stuff links are in the description so everybody be blessed. Join us tomorrow, which is Friday. We've got filmmaker Rebecca Friedlander with us. Uh, She's great. She's a filmmaker slash documentarian, I believe. Um, Great. We're going to be talking about creativity, which you guys know is my jam. I love it. Love creativity. So um, tune in tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.
0: This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening.